2: Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to another edition of Blunt Business presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can find out more at usccexpo.com. We'll talk to you more about that later on the show. But first this week, we're happy to speak to a real power player in the world of accounting and finance. Our guests manage large global teams responsible for planning, performing, and managing audits of financial statements and internal controls over financial reporting. She was also featured in MJ Biz's January 2019 issue as part of their Women to Watch section. There's so much more to say about this uh, young lady, but I will go ahead and just start off and introduce Naomi Granger from Dope CFO, the C- CPA, MBA, and co founder of Dope CFO. Naomi, welcome to Blunt Business.
3: Awesome. Thank you. So happy to be here.
2: And my pleasure. We're so happy to have you on the show. Obviously, we could always use more people that are just give us different perspectives and also. Uh, We are, we we do appreciate, and I know a lot of listeners will appreciate the idea of diversity within the industry and knowing that people from all different walks of life are able to make their way into the industry and really succeed. And and not for nothing, I know you've been very successful outside of cannabis and now been making the inroad into the industry. So I want to start our conversation with the help of a must-read Green Entrepreneur article that you wrote last year. You have to go read this for yourself. It's chock full of information. It's titled, Know a Good Accountant? cannabis companies are looking. We're going to tell you why here on the show. This is very important for all of you. Now, in the article you wrote, I'm going to take a couple of quotes from this article to reference and ask you about. You said, quote, with cannabis still classified as a Schedule 1 drug, business owners face a number of complications unique only to the still developing and partially illegal industry. The day-to-day challenges of running a cannabis business are entirely distinct from any other sector and most cannabis ceos lack the skill set to circumvent the countless risks involved so naomi given all those obstacles you clearly mentioned how do you Mm -hmm. persuade those professionals in the industry to seek help the kind of help of a company like dope cfo can provide
3: well, we just put the education out there. So with these different articles, and of course, with this podcast, and we also speak around the country, we talk to CEOs, we bring up a lot of the different court cases, which there's been over a dozen court cases in just the last six to eight months, where people are going to prison, people are losing their licenses, they're getting huge fines and penalties by the IRS, and the uh, the regulatory agencies are cracking down. So we're putting that education out there, and we're letting these businesses, owners know that they do have an opportunity to enter into the um, legal market but if they would like to stay in the black market these are the things that they're going to face
2: now in this article let me continue from there also quote accounting professionals interested in serving the niche must commit to learning about the complicated obstacles posed by federal state irs osha and fda regulations now we're going to also talk about this a little bit later on You also mentioned the fact they should educate themselves on 280E and 471 tax rules, 471. Developing a sound understanding of these key issues and CEO pain points will allow aspiring cannabis accountants to help clients navigate tricky waters and remain audit-ready at all times. So, like I said, you've pointed out a lot of concerns here, Naomi. Chat me up (laughs) about how you keep up with all these ever-changing regulations, and have you seen any opportunity that these regulations, or these restrictions, excuse me, might get loosened up anytime soon before we see legalization in the United States?
3: I don't think the regulations will get loosened up until it's federally legal, or unless they deschedule it from a Schedule 1 um, down to a Schedule, you know, below a Schedule 3, other than that, if they're if they're a Schedule One or a Schedule Two drug, then they must follow IRC two eighty e. We do see in the in the poly, in the we do see in the press that it will probably become legal within the next three to five years federally. So this stuff might lighten up, but it's not going to lighten up until that happens.
2: Beyond the regulatory environment, another major challenge that is putting the cannabis businesses at risk are the current. Poorly functioning cannabis software solutions, uh, which inhibit them from utilizing proper accounting and bookkeeping procedures. So, now in my opinion, there is simply no. Uh, what you said is a uh, there's simply no accounting operating system that adequately caters to the needs of these businesses. So, this is what you also said in the article. Could you expand on your opinion for our listeners?
3: Yeah, so there's a lot of software, especially the point of sale software that they use at the dispensaries. They, they're they not very robust. They have a lot of bugs and issues. It's hard to pull really detailed reports out of them. So you could do a proper accounting and it's, we found it to be a reconciliation nightmare for a lot of our clients. And so we're still looking, we've tried a lot of different software as far as it, uh, point of sale software, as well as accounting software. There's a couple of accounting software out there that are cannabis friendly, but what we found in this industry is a lot of the, anything financially related, so banking, insurance, payroll, software service or accounting service providers Accountants, a lot of these companies don't even wanna touch the industry until it becomes federally legal. So you'll find accounting software that once they find out it's a cannabis company, They'll say they're not can they don't they won't service them or they won't be their merchant service provider or they won't provide the point of sale or they won't bank them and so we're still in that area where we have a couple of ones that have come on the market seeing that there's a need but they're not they haven't been tried and tested for enough years in order to have something that's robust enough to do what this industry needs it to do.
2: And I know we've talked here on Blunt Business to a number of uh, companies that do provide point-of-sale software, and not even just here, but uh, at various uh, conferences over the last uh, year or so over the our, our USCC Expo, uh, the NCIA events. And without mentioning any particular software out there, really more in particular as an accounting aficionado, as an expert, what particular parameters should be are very important that you want to see in this software that is important say if an account is brought in to do a forensic look of the accounts and making sure that all inventory and whatever funds are being brought in that everything's looking up to specs what particular things should be included if you are shopping around for point of sale software so that you can have what an accountant needs to look over the books?
3: yeah so with when when you're looking at the merchant service or the point of sale software you need to be able to print a report where you can detail get a detail of what what sales were made how they were made what registers what the strand was what the price was what the you need to be able to have enough information so that you can reconcile that To so the thing is a lot of these softwares they don't talk to each other so they don't feed into each other. So for instance, if you have a uh, regular business that's not illegal and you have a QuickBooks software, then you'll have a bank direct feed all of the transactions directly into QuickBooks. So then when you do your cash reconciliation, you can pull down your cash register, you can pull down your bank statement, and if there is a discrepancy, you can easily... Identify which transactions have been included and which transactions have not been included. But we have a we have state software, which is Metric, which is run by the state, and so that's something that doesn't talk to any software. And then we have our point of sale system software that have their own um, inventory management. And then we have our our accounting software. Neither of these software speak to each other, but they all have to agree. And when there's a discrepancy, we need to be able to reconcile that discrepancy, but what we found is the point-of-sale software doesn't give enough detail in order to match transactions to each other to figure out where what's missing.
2: There's so much we're going, to, we're going to talk about this also when it comes to software, and also one thing I want to talk about, we're going to go on a commercial break, Naomi, but I also want to talk about what WTFO does in terms of education, which is fascinating and so warranted and great i know the, the industry is very grateful that your service is available we're going to go in and detail that and much more in terms of the accounting sector and more about 280e section 280 which uh naomi preferenced over here on the show because that's one of the sessions we normally talk about at the united states cannabis conference and expo that is the conference and expo where you have the right to educate engage and empower the evolution of the cannabis industry Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida, for the return of the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can visit usccexpo.com for more information and how to attend. We will have another session on accounting at 280E. And, I mean, if I can invite Naomi down to go and join us, I would absolutely love to have her. Uh Absolutely. I would love to come. We'll definitely talk about it after the show. So, again, please join us for the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo coming August 3rd and 4th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. You can get your early bird passes now at a great discount before May 1st. Register now at usccexpo.com. More with Naomi Granger of Dope CFO here on Blunt Business after this.
1: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
2: Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Register today using promo code cannabis radio 20 to take 20% off at the cannabis events sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com.
1: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out.
2: Garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about
1: us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
2: Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm here with Naomi Granger, CPA, MBA, and co founder of Dope CFO. So, Naomi, you prefaced and we have to go and talk about the dreaded IRS code section 280E. For listeners that not, are not aware of this yet, you know you're truly here on Blunt Business. We have to give you context, and I want you to have a full understanding of whatever current events, whatever stories that are going on that will impact our topic of discussion, and also make sure you get a little bit of a lesson of what you need to know about this here. So IRS code section 280E, says it permits the deduction of costs uh, of cost of goods sold but disallows selling general and administrative expenses unless other lines of businesses have been established unrelated to cannabis trafficking now there was a recent U.S. tax court ruling regarding years long litigation against the Harborside Health Center of Oakland California which we know is uh, run by Stephen Andrew D'Angelo major pillars in the industry in this ruling Patients Mutual Assisted Collective Group, or in other words, Harborside, have been ordered to pay back potentially tens of millions of dollars in business deductions written off between 2007 and 2012. The IRS determined that this, quote, that Harborside's sole trader business was trafficking in a controlled substance and that IRC Section 280E prevented it from deducting business expenses, end quote. Harborside argued that it's non-other cannabis revenue sources would shield it from the impact of 280E on its tax returns, thus allowing the business to deduct the cost of goods sold across the board, including its cannabis sales. So, I know you were not involved in anything with this, Naomi, but from looking on the outside looking in, what are your thoughts about this ruling, and how do you take it and how the courts ruled? What concerns do you take from it?
3: So, the, the main thing that I got from it is a, a lot of the deductions that are typically that we were using, we thought were okay for dispensaries. Th- they ruled that they can no longer take those deductions. And so, as so, you have four different verticals when you're looking in cannabis. You have the growers, the cultivators, um, which are the growers. Then you have the retail shops, which are the dispensaries, and then you have the food manufacturers and the chemical manufacturers. So when you're when you're a cultivator, you're allowed to take a lot more cost because it takes a lot to grow the plant. It takes a lot of soil, it takes a lot of labor, it takes electricity and all the different build-out things. So you can deduct a lot of those costs and build those into the cost of goods sold. But then once it comes to the dispensary, a lot of times these dispensaries, they take the plant, just the, the plain flower, they trim it, they roll it, they do a lot of things to it. And originally, we took those costs as cost of goods sold because it takes time. You're you're changing the product, you're rolling it, you're not just taking it out of a box and putting it on a shelf. However, with the Harborside case, they disallowed a lot of those deductions and they say unless you're a producer and you're actually physically changing the product, so if you're just taking a flower and you're turning it into an oil or you're taking it and you're turning it into a completely different compound or adding different things, it's not considered cost of production or you're not producing it and you can't take the cost of goods sold or you can't take cost of goods sold for just rolling a blunt and putting it on your shelves. Um, So that was one of the biggest hits that we saw in that case.
2: So those are just things to keep in mind when it comes to what policymakers are doing. But now let's talk about a different policymaker. The office of Colorado democratic U S representative Ed Perlmutter announced the reduction of the secure and fair enforcement or called Safe Banking Act, the measure which would prevent federal regulators from punishing banks and other financial institutions that provide services to cannabis companies. So, how do you forecast the future of accounting for the cannabis industry, based on all the legislative efforts that I've referenced?
3: Oh wait, you confused me now. You were talking about banking, and now you're talking about. I well, was
2: just talking <laughs> about the, uh, the the legislation, just the efforts of the legislation.
3: Okay, yeah. So, legalization. Well, one issue is banking, and as I mentioned earlier, anything that's financially related, they just don't want to touch cannabis. So, if the if they were to relax those laws, it'd make it a little bit easier. Like, you cannot run a multi million dollar business with cash in a bunch of safes and spending a lot of times paying your employees with cash. You need banking, and then it would also benefit these. The, the regulatory uh, the regulatory agents to have these companies banked because then they can track the transactions and they can track what their revenues are so when you still when you have a huge multi million dollar cash business it's hard to really monitor how much cash is coming in how much cash is, is coming out and how much should be paid in taxes also it's a public safety issue having all this cash so you have these business owners who are at risk you have these businesses who have to have very high security because people know that these businesses are cash heavy and so having being able to to let them bank themselves and not have to drive to the irs and pay their tax bill in cash and pay everybody in cash would be a a huge um Benefit to this industry and it also make it a lot easier for us to do proper accounting so that we could do proper taxes and do everything um, correctly for these companies.
2: Now, I have seen, we have talked to a, a couple different people when it comes to the banking uh, industry uh, and the influx with cannabis businesses. I know we had one guest that talked about the fact that they are working with credit unions and particular areas to try to go ahead and foster that relationship but I know there's still a volatility that even though there are certain a small amount less preference of credit unions they are trying to work with in banking situations with cannabis businesses as an accountant would you would you feel comfortable with a company working with a credit union when you know that the rules still are not clearly set and that you know working with a credit union could lead to some kind of legal ramifications
3: well, no, um, absolutely. So we have our clients do are banked with a lot of credit unions, but not all credit unions take them. So since credit unions are state uh, chartered and not federally chartered, chartered, they are able to bank these companies. So we do use credit unions and we found it to be very beneficial. It's still a, a really uh lengthy process, it's not as easy as just going and opening a business bank account. Um, they have a, a lot of paperwork that they have to go, th- go through. They have a lot of high fees that they charge just to bank these companies. And they are also auditing on a quarterly basis the financials of these companies to make sure that everything is, is, is legit. So there's still a lot of, of regulation behind just banking, but the credit unions have been very helpful.
2: Okay. Let's go and jump to education. And you know, I'm, I really, like I said, I read through the green entrepreneur article that you have out there. I've been it out throughout the program. It's just so much information there. And now we get to talk about something I'm sure you're going to love talking about now. Now in the article, I'm going to just take one more time and take a portion out quote opportunities for accounting professionals are abundant in the cannabis realm and ripe for the picking without big four firms to turn to of which you are a senior manager at one of those firms upon entering the industry. Uh, Multi-million dollar operations must find smaller firms or individuals that are inclined to help them with their accounting and bookkeeping procedures. Well, hmm, I wonder who would be able to help out with that. Well, I'll tell you, Dope CFO provides the only, let me stress, only national training program for CPAs, EAs, MBAs, bookkeepers, and CFOs who want to serve in cannabis with almost 200 students and, get this, 40 states. 40 states now you provide students with cannabis accounting bookkeeping financial advice and training and that's including legal markets such as colorado california nevada massachusetts and oregon see where i went with that talk to me about what the education and training that you offer and do you find it any difficulty attracting students
3: Oh, no. The, we just started offering this education. It's only been a little bit over a year. So it was January of 2018. And by the end of the first year, we had over 200 students across the country. We have students in states that aren't even legal. And what we're teaching is how to start and grow a very profitable remote accounting firm and to niche down. So in order to, to really build a, a large business, you really have to become an expert in, in one niche. And so we there's not very many programs out there that are niche specific. And so we saw the need that there's not It isn't something that you can just open a book or or read a white paper or Google on on, uh, the internet how to do cannabis accounting. This is a newly developed industry and the education is just not out there yet. Especially with not having big four in the industry because those are typically our thought leaders and they're the ones that are typically writing the white papers and different things and helping the, the laws and regulation. So we don't have any of that. And so this is a great time to get started into a brand new niche where People aren't really dabbling in it. You can establish yourself as an expert. And we really think we have a three-year head start. In three to five years, once it starts to become more legal, once it um, starts to become legal in uh, more states and it becomes federally legal, you'll be that expert that people are going to come to at that point and say, okay, now I want to get into cannabis now that it's legal. Well, you already have three years ahead of them um, so that you can – either you know, sell your book of business at that time, you can become a consultant and sell consulting hours, you can go work for that company if you'd like to and just be their cannabis experts. You just have options when it gets down, uh, down the road if you start now.
2: Can you give me a couple of uh, things that, for those that might be students that are interested in this program right now, is there anything you could tell me in terms of the length of training that you go through, how long the courses are, uh, is this available online? and is there any kind of pre-certification that you have to have before you enter into this course or in this education program the training and what is it you come out with that will be uh, uh, some kind of certification that will definitely get an acknowledgement from cannabis business owners to say okay we want you to work with us
3: okay absolutely so in the program it's a it's like a huge shortcut for anybody who wants to get started. So it's plug and play. It's all of our work papers and everything that we use currently with our clients. So we don't just teach the program. We actually service clients ourselves. So we have two separate businesses. And so as we're servicing these clients, things come up, different court cases are dropped, things change. And so we add this to the program. We do weekly, uh, biweekly Q and a calls. So the program is um, there's an online portion where, it's it's pretty it's not like you watch 3 weeks of videos and then now you can get started it's more of like we have it divided up into different sections finding motivated clients uh, becoming a vip in cannabis which is becoming an expert mm-hmm. and then providing world class service and so when you're trying to find clients you would go into the section where we teach you the different methods that we've used to find clients the different sales scripts that we've used to what types of questions do you ask them on the phone? Um, how do you speak to their pain points? What types of things do you email them? How do you how do you send off your proposal? Um, so we teach you that. So you'll be in that section until you land your first client, and then once you land your first client then you can go into the providing world-class service where you can get all of the documents that you need to onboard that client, to provide monthly accounting to that client, to do the proper cost accounting for that client. So everything that you need from start to finish to service that client um, at the end of each month in the end of each quarter and at the end of each year, you'll find in that section. And at, you have access to the entire program on day one, so you can dabble around wherever you want to. And then as the person is trying to be um, establish themselves as an expert we also have a section uh labeled becoming a vip where we have a lot of the court cases we have a lot of the q a calls that we've done uh, a lot of the court cases that we've reviewed and that we've um we've analyzed and and brought training to our, our our students in those in those sections so you can dabble in there while you're looking for your first client and establish yourself as an expert and what we found andrew and i have spoke across the country and we always ask we've spoken to accountants and we've also spoken at uh bis- to business owners cannabis ceos cannabis uh, investors and we asked the CEOs and investors, like, are they familiar with some of the recent court rulings? And a lot of times they haven't read it. They're not familiar. They don't even know what's going on. And so that's the reason why we feel like this is critical that the accountant is their trusted advisor. The accountant is up to, up to speed with what's happening and how to apply that to their client. Um, and that's what that's what's going to set you apart from the generalist accountant who's who's servicing dentists and lawyers and restaurants and then has one dispensary. They can't really become an expert in that area because they have to juggle so many different expertise in their head as they're trying to close the books and, and you know get things done. Um, So yeah, so that's what they'll find in the program. They have lifetime access to the online portion that has that information. And then we have limited access. We also have a private VIP group where people can ask questions and get their questions answered real time from other members of the program, from myself and Andrew. And then we also have in that group bi-weekly Q&A calls where you can get your questions answered during that call, their live Q&A call, so you can get your questions answered there.
2: Naomi, this is fascinating. By the way, you're referring to Andrew Hunsaker, who's your uh, also fellow partner and co-founder of Dope CFO. I'll tell you, I love the, the, the fact of how you are able to make this open and very comfortable for those to learn. I love the fact, oh God, I wish colleges did this, real-time updating of curriculum. <laughs> that needs to happen more than anything else, because in some businesses, it's just not worth going to college unless you get the actual training. The fact you can get the the actual updates within the curriculum as it's going along is fantastic. This is a really great thing. Now, for those that are interested in how much uh, they can make, what kind of a career they can have doing accounting for a cannabis business, is it very comparable to what a normal accounting uh, job would be in the regular sector, in the, in the in your conventional business sector? <sighs>
3: I um, I might be biased. I made a really good salary as I have 12 years of background in public accounting and I was well into the six figures when I left as senior manager and I thought that was it for me. I thought that, oh my gosh, I'm making so much. I don't have any kids. But then once I, um, once I really looked at it, it really wasn't that much money. I, I was trying to buy a house that I thought I should be able to afford because I was making six figures, but it wasn't. I couldn't afford it. (laughs) And since I um, got into this, I have at least three times my salary that I was making in public accounting within this one year of doing this. So there was a lot more to be made as an entrepreneur. Not only is there a lot more to be made here, you're also empowering yourself. So if you go through the program and you learn how to find clients and when you land your first client and you tell them, I charge this much per month, take it or leave it, and they take it, that is so empowering because now you've created revenue for for yourself. You're not going to a boss and saying, I think I deserve a raise or I feel like I deserve a promotion. And them telling you no and now you you feel like you're not good enough you're going to different people you're you're able some people might say no but then those people who say yes it only takes a couple and so we're seeing fees monthly reoccurring fees from anywhere from $2,500 a month on up to ten thousand fifteen thousand twenty thousand depending on how big these clients are and so it only takes a handful of clients maybe five to ten clients to have a very very sizable practice. Um, and, and it's a lot easier to if you have a client paying you $2,500 a month and you only need five of those. It's a lot easier to service five clients than to have be in a niche where you're servicing dentists and they're only paying you $500 a month. And now you need 20 dentists in order to just make a, a decent living um, because now you're more stressed, you have less time, and it's it's just it just becomes a nightmare and you start to not even like your career decision anymore
2: I'm sure we could talk about this education issue for a while if you wanted to on this show but unfortunately we do have to go and move ourselves to another break and I have final questions for you Naomi you've been fantastic so far real quickly before we go move along where can people go and learn about this training uh, what's the best place to go find out
3: Yeah, you can just go to our website, which is dopecfo.com. And there is a webinar the first um, there, the first home screen will show you a link where you can just register for the webinar. uh, And you can take a look at our training inside the webinar, we give you detail of how we do this and um, what's involved in the program and how you can build your business in cannabis.
2: Fantastic. We're going to be back here with Naomi Granger, CPA, MBA, and co-founder of dope CFO after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more blunt business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's cannabis caucus are coming this month to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Lansing, Michigan, and Philadelphia. Register today using promo code CANNABISRADIO20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today.
1: Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida, for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back
2: with Blunt Business on
1: CannabisRadio.com. Back
2: with final questions with Naomi Granger, CPA, MBA, and co-founder of Dope CFO. Dope CFO. So Naomi, uh, you know, you've found so much success And also, for those that might not know, obviously we're just you're hearing by voice um, They get to know you, they get to meet you You're a successful, young, uh, impressively intelligent And very smart and successful black woman And I want to just bring up, I did a lot of research on you, and I was just amazed on everything I learned. And like I said, we could talk so much about what you're doing with Dope ZFO and just your background and your years in accounting and what you've been able to do. But one of the things that was really fascinating was I looked on an experience on a blog post that you had about an experience that you had. You wrote about on LinkedIn where you visited India last year. You wrote this, Uh quote, And Words to Live By by Naomi Granger, quote, We challenge others to make some of the same hard choices we've made by investing in themselves and believing in themselves so they, too, can experience life on their terms. The more you are a blessing to others, the more blessings you shall receive. Amen. Now, diversity is definitely an important practice in your firm on account that you have five minority women on the team and two other men talk to me Naomi, about how you feel about companies that positively embrace diversity and or inclusion why that is important
3: i think it's important because you need different thought patterns you need people with a different background to help you understand and, and you know validate or make better decisions uh in corporate when i was working in corporate accounting i've had several different jobs or different careers in corporate accounting, and I've been on teams that were not diverse at all, all the way to teams that were super diverse for every single, seemed like at a team of 10, every single person was different um, as far as, you know, their sexual preference, their nationality, um, every person was different, and I found that working on those more diverse teams, I was able to learn a lot more, and we had just more of a cohesive relationship relationship we had more fun it wasn't um it wasn't this click factor and this this um group thought that went through it was more of a challenging each other um and growing and and learning from each other and so our team is is diverse we have a uh, our team is global we have Contractors that we work with all the way to India. We have con- contractors um, in Swincer- Switzerland, Australia, and then we have our team here in United States. And we learn so much from working with these different teams, and they have a different view on on the world and on the life on on life and, and on marketing and on um, you know whatever whatever it is that comes up we have a nice sounding board of different experiences so that we can try to make the best decision that we can
2: absolutely i know i've had a chance to do some hires within uh what i do here with the radio network and it's never been for me any thought about for me it's about performance for whoever you bring into the fold but most importantly i think it's uh, it's almost i guess it's almost by accident because i really don't even consider it i am be honest with you but when you do have diversity and you have those that you bring inclusion into the mix you know it's a matter of you know society might have a different outlook on things and there are people that are just there's a different kind of motivation and a bit of a chip on the shoulder and tackling a challenge and real ambition and drive like you said if it's within a click there's just not you know, the motivation's not there but when you have people that are they're looking to go and succeed but not just succeed but also just take it to another level and just say you know what you know there are no glass ceilings no barriers no walls nothing that can hold back success of a company if you bring this person into the fold and they perform to their best and that's what's important to me i don't know how you feel about that but that's where i've come across with that And i mean would you basically say that's uh when we talk about this is that kind of the underlying factor as to why to hire and to really take some of these things into account
3: Yes, we we're just looking for the best person for the job. So it doesn't really matter what your background is Um, We're looking for the best person for the job and then the person that is within our budget reasonable budget Um, so there might be you know people who are, are better and may not be diverse but there we might not be able to afford them and so we looked for you know the best person and we found some very talented people across the world and the thing about it is with the internet there are no excuses anymore right. any everybody can go online and learn a skill just like we're teaching cannabis accounting the 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 walls are completely down. So if there's anything that you want to do, you can go online, you can learn the skill, you can go online, you can market yourself and you can you can build a business and a name for yourself with the internet now. People may not ever see you. Like I've I've um it was almost a year before I met actually met my clients in person, but they knew me. They knew that I knew what I was talking about just from how I put myself out there, how I spoke in different speed um at different conferences and mm-hmm. on different in different articles and on different blogs, they knew that I was the best person for the job. And so, some of them sought me out. I sought some of them out. Um, but it's a, I work remote, so I, I work from my home office, and I don't really I don't meet my clients in person unless we do a live video chat or something like right. that. Um, that's the only time they actually really see me. So that part doesn't even matter what I look like. <laughs>
2: No, and it shouldn't. But I mean, I can yeah. already tell. If I know, we, I made mention of the uh, my sponsor here, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. And when I did make mention that if there is a possibility, if there is any way we can get you down to Miami to join us, I mean, I could think of a lot of things we could do together. I think if we were able to offer something with the education, maybe offer training there on site or have you speak at the conference, any kind of those, one of those variable factors, if there's a way to bring you down here, I mean, I would love to bring you down here and have your expertise in front, regardless because your, your expertise, your experience, just all that you've done would be a wealth of knowledge to the people that attend the show. So if there's any way for us to do that, I, I want to make sure we keep in touch. Naomi, you've been a fantastic guest. and I mean, really – I haven't had a chance on this show to talk about these certain issues, but this accounting and also not just the accounting, it's not just a service just to do, but also the education, the training. That's what really stood out to me. That was so important. And also there's a real chance and it's a great part of the industry to join into. If you're looking to get in, you know, you don't have to go into the cultivation part or walk into the dispensary, the accounting part, or even for those PR firms that come into the mix. Accounting is crucial. In this business, and especially while we're still waiting for legalization to come into play, you need to make sure your books are in order. So, this is absolutely crucial. And you are up, obviously, you, are, uh, you and, and Andrew are doing yeoman's work. And we're grateful, at least for, for myself and all of the listeners at Blunt Business, thank you for the work you're doing. And I hope we could t- we can work together to continue to share, those, uh, share your story and make sure more people know how to learn about your services. Uh, please, again, please, uh, let our listeners know where they can go and find out about your services, what else you can tell them about what they should go look at once they go to dopecfo.com
3: yeah just go to dopecfo.com the, our homepage has a couple of videos that we've done like the um, day in the life of a, a dope cannabis accountant we have information about the program and we also have a webinar that you can take a look at and learn more about the program there as well
2: you've been a delight to speak with Naomi I'm so glad we got a chance to go, be put together and I would love to go and bring you back hopefully very soon or, or, but I know we want to definitely have you in front of our cannabis radio microphones very soon once again
3: Awesome. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this interview.
2: Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure as well. It's been really wonderful. So, folks, again, Naomi Granger, CPA, MBA, and co-founder of Dope CFO. Please keep an eye on Naomi. Doing a lot of great work. And that's going to do it for our edition of Bump Business. Before we go, I must tell you again about the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo sponsorship program. A wonderful opportunity to position you and your company as an industry leader to an audience that will listen and engage. Again, August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida, our returning conference comes back the USCC Expo invest in your future and leave a lasting impression on hundreds of thousands of attendees visit usccexpo.com/sponsorship hyphen information and talk to the team at USCC on the best option for you and again early bird discounts on registration is available now through May 1st half off the registration right now at usccexpo.com and by all means let them know you heard about it right here on blunt business And you can listen to past episodes of our show here by going to CannabisRadio.com, who hosts our show every week, or you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts